Hey, niggas and friends. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's hump day with the Earth is Ghetto podcast. I am so grateful to be here with my amazing co-host. I am Sidwich. Please don't call me a bitch. Hey, y'all. It's Erin, your favorite bush queen, giving you all the tea and all the shade every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Ooh, child. Let's get into it. Um, so the topic today is something that I, I did cover a little while before, but I remember even during that conversation, I was saying, damn, I really wish that Aaron was here because they would be able to even more give the black femme perspective. Um, because even when we were giving the statistics, I said, listen, this is not even including black femmes. This is not even including black trans people. So we really have to kind of get, talk about Black femicide. Uh, we have an article pulled up, and my baby's going to read from it. Period. So it says, in America, one woman is fatally shot by an intimate partner every 14 hours. A Black woman is fatally shot every 10 hours. This means two Black women are killed daily. Forgive me in advance because I know this is gruesome and a very hard pill to swallow. Sometimes I don't have a stomach for it. I used to work in homicide for a local district attorney's office. I have heard, seen, read, and listened to things that the average woman isn't privy to. Femicide can take many shapes and forms. We often hear about the general rape or murder of black women in abusive relationships, but femicide can also look like black fathers harming their daughters too. And um, I just also want to say um, that that um, statistic has actually been updated. Yes, a, a woman dies um, by homicide um, every 14 hours, but for a Black woman, it's not even every 10. Um, it's almost every eight hours. So almost up to four Black women die a day. And again, wow. this is not including Black femmes. This is not including Black trans people. And we're and only because I don't have the expertise. Otherwise, I would talk about um, Hispanic women and indigenous women because they're disappear, especially indigenous women, fucking mm. disappearing in that bitch. Ain't nobody looking. Human trafficking is at an all time fucking high. We are dying. So um, again, the reason that I wanted to make sure that I brought this up is because I know that you have like your own um, 
um, either with people that you know within the, especially within the the ballroom culture that you're in. I know you've heard so many stories about Black femme people disappearing. And this doesn't mean, because we keep, when we talk about Black women, we have to include Black femmes. And obviously when I'm talking about women, I'm obviously talking about trans women as well. But that's not what this article is saying. So that means the number is a whole lot higher, you guys. It's like we have, there's just a lot of, I want to, I just want to even argue that society is just phobic as like in general, we don't like feminine energy. So especially me, like being non-binary and queer and femme leaning, like all that quote unquote confusion can really make some people upset. <laughs> Oftentimes, like I am called, I've been, I've been called a faggot a lot recently because again, how dare you mm. present yourself, especially me being black. It's like how, and dark skin. So it's like, how dare you be femme and dark skin? Because again, colorism, we don't equate, mm -hmm. you cannot equate, for some reason, you can't equate femininity to dark skin people. You're automatically assumed to be aggressive. You're automatically assumed to be masculine and assertive. So the fact that I am dark skin and I lean femme when it comes to my mannerisms, and I have the audacity to say that I'm non-binary, it really pisses some people off. <laughs> oh yeah a hundred percent and and I also am I'm realizing that we have like this war on what we equate to be feminine um and it and it seems and we just have to talk about colorism when we talk about femphobia but it it really seems like even more the darker the person ends up being the more outlandish they feel the femininity is mm. And it's it, and it's crazy to me um, because we want to say that femininity is something that's so beautiful, but it it's only so beautiful with all of these conditions. It 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 it's only beautiful depending on who's wielding it. And it's got it's gotten to the point where I'm like, my nigga, don't you feel like that's weird? <laughs> like, don't you feel like that's strange? Um, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and read um, another piece um, from this article here. So what exactly is femicide? When I learned what femicide was, my heart sank into my stomach. And I was saddened to learn that my home country of Trinidad tops this list with 6.6 .6 deaths per 100,000 women. We were never, ever valued. It is no surprise that femicide is a worldwide epidemic. Women are murdered across Latin America, Southeast Asia, the Middle East, Africa, and the Caribbean. But let's take a step back to understand that violence against women is a major public health problem and a violation of human rights. Um, according to WHO, which is the World Health Organization, uh, violence is the leading cause of injury, disability, and a risk factor for other physical, mental, sexual, and reproductive problems. And femicide is happening right here in the United States too. It just looks and sounds a little different than what you might see or read about in other countries. So what can we say about femicide in the United States? We can say a whole lot, but almost nothing at all. What I mean by that is all the violence against women is categorized as domestic violence. We don't have a special category for gender-based violence. It's typically ruled as a general homicide. And by the way, gender-based violence is the term coined for violence against women and what femicide essentially is. This includes domestic violence. So you went on mute. 
Okay, there you're, you're oh, back. yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to say that one of the things that is super important to me is to get out this type of awareness. Um, and this is happening to all women, all femmes. So this should be a problem that everybody is trying to fix. And think about the fact that Black femmes and Black women are literally um, almost four times the amount of what uh, white femmes and non-Black femmes are going to go through. This should be something we should all be taking on our shoulders. This should be something we're all talking about and trying to fight against, which means we have to stop the stupid conversations about disclosure, because that's the reason why they say they're killing Black trans women. Yeah, um, like, <laughs> like that never... Let's let's talk about it, uh, because this whole... Um, oh, she knew he she she should have said something, and that's why she she tricked him, and that's why she got killed. It's bullshit because there I've seen plenty. Of, there are articles out here of black trans women telling them beforehand that they're trans, and they still get killed. I told you about the story about this uh, black trans woman told the guy on the dating app that she's trans. The guy pretended like he was cool with it, drove all the way to her house, and killed her. <sighs> So it's like the damn that they do and the damn that they don't. And what and what is so crazy about that is that we have this open rhetoric, especially because black trans women are the ones that are disappearing the most. So that's who I'm talking about. I see it so often. They have this rhetoric stating, well, I was tricked in some way as if that was to actually because even if that was the case, even if you were tricked. Somehow, that's a reason to take their life. I think I'm just going to kill this person because they tricked me. You know, I've been on, I told you about this. I've been on dates with trans men, people who don't know trans men, people born women, now men. And I found out later, but I didn't be like, hey, now I have to kill you. I, because, <laughs> <laughs> and we have to get out of this whole thing straight, fellas. I'm, I'm just going to go and tell you now, if you date trans women, you are not gay. Get out of your head that oh my god I must be gay for dating a trans woman because trans women are women I'm queer so if I date a trans man that does not mean that I'm straight all of a sudden we have to get out just we have to get out of reducing people to the genitalia it's so much more than just genitalia we have chromosomes even then that can be intertwined as well oh we have a message oh so like I'm bi you know and like I I still like I always got the the she uh, her pronouns down, like when people was female to male or male to female, like I always got those pronouns down, no problem. But to this day, I still struggle with they them pronouns, and you know I never want to, you know, come off as any certain way or assuming. Um, so anymore, I've just tried to call people by their name or address them by their name as much as possible, uh, mm. because I, I'm trying to learn it more. It's just very difficult. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, and shout out to Grinch Face. Um, because again, I understand that linguistic shifts can be hard. Like, because again, it, that's it, just how we <laughs> condition. Listen, especially since we know it's a conditioning, but we can't use that as an excuse. Because even with Aaron coming out as non binary, I said, listen, you need to call me on it. I need to start using they, them. I have to, st- do you know what I'm saying? And, it, and, and even Aaron was like, well, listen, I know that that's not your attention. I was like, bump that, fuck that. That's not the <laughs> point anymore. Um, I don't care. 
Um, and that's how you need to be with fucking everybody because you deserve your respect. And I may slip up uh, sometimes, but when I say I am working on that shit because I refuse to be like my oppressor. Well, that's not what I thought it was. You shut the fuck up. Look at that shit. <laughs> I kind of so, like, um, I got, I kind of got into it with my, my manager at work the other day. Cause I told him, I was like, you know, you can just say Aaron, but can you not say he just say, or just say they, them. And if you don't want to say they, them say, just say Aaron. Side note, we say they, them a lot more than we, when it comes to one person, we say they, them a lot. We just don't realize it when it, like, Oh, what did they say? Or how they do? We say it a lot, but it's just, I guess, I don't know. But anyways, I told them, Especially hey, Caribbean people. Especially we use all Caribbean. the people. We listen, we say all the prepositions fucked up. You're going up to them house. What they say? So uh, I don't want to hear yes. no shit, but go ahead and continue. <laughs> <laughs> but I told him, I was like, Hey, cause you know, either say they them or just say Aaron. He was like, well, you don't look non-binary. I was like, okay. So now I have to educate you on gender identity versus gender expression. Well, no, that's the same thing. I said, no, it's not. <laughs> okay. But, th- but, this, but, this is, but this is the worst part of it. You shouldn't have to sit there and use your, uh, go ahead and use the emotional labor to teach them anything when it should really be about basic respect. Like we love hip hop. I am whatever it is. I say I am. Listen, if that's really the case, then if they told me what the fuck they was, then I'm going to take them at their word and call it a day. How the fuck am I supposed to know? I'm not in their head. I'm not in their body. You sound stupid. Girl, he was shook. Uh he Listen, like, unless it's Rachel Dolezal you're talking to, you can't tell <laughs> nobody who the fuck they are, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, it costs nothing to respect people, you know? So it's free. just like I, I told them, I was like, you don't, I, to be honest, just like black people, I shouldn't have to educate white folks on racism. I shouldn't have to educate, like I'm, I'm done doing that. So I guess my next question is, so what are the stories that you've heard in reference to like black femicide? Because I know that I'm privy to only women, to be honest. I'm only privy to black women and women, but I really want you to get into more how it's dangerous for black femmes as well. Like that, it doesn't change on the other side just because the genitalia changes. Right, so um, when people feel like, like you said, it's just, excluded just to women however um there are a lot of gender queer black like black queer men um gender queer it's so it's a feminine yeah feminine like oh well even then like the man could be cisgender and gender queer like oh you tricked me it's it's so much to it (laughs) that see that bro see and and the thing about it is like i've been scared like like even though i'm from the hood this is why i said like I'm scared to go to white neighborhoods because, again, I'm black, like, mm-hmm. and then like and dark, dark skin. skin, and then dark skin. So it's like I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen over there. And then if I take my ass to the hood, it's like, girl, they probably gonna um, why he walking like that? Why he talking like that? And then I, again, I got my nails painted, like all of that. They're gonna see that as a quote unquote threat to so emasculate the black man and all this other stuff, and they wanna want to be presence. my ass, my Your presence. Existence. And what's crazy is, is like, we don't talk about the femboys that are disappearing in the hood because that hood nigga was thought it was all a secret and somebody found out and now they're killing them. Like, this is something that happens and it happens regularly. 
and we don't include them in the statistics. That's why I'm saying it's so much bigger than what the fuck we're even saying. This is what we've written down. It's like when we talk about rape allegations, we're only talking about what's been reported. Do you know any women I know who've been through it and never reported a fucking thing? You gotta still be a part of the census, ho, in order for us to count you. Do you know? It seems like all the tea happens at work, girl. Something else happened. Okay, so oh, Jesus, <laughs> I say like a few weeks ago, you know, a black man came in, and again, I had my nails painted. I was looking pretty cute, period. And the first thing he's gonna say is. Do you know that you're hurting our community? I said, well, what do you mean? And he was like, well, I'm assuming you're gay, right? And I was like, well, yeah. He was like, yeah, that's a threat to the Black community. And I was like, so are you pro-Black? And he was like, well, yeah. And I was like, okay, but you see that I'm Black, right? And he was like, yeah, but you're a threat to the community. I was like, okay, so you do know a part when it comes to decolonizing your mind, that also means to get rid of your homophobia because at the end of the day, you let to say that I'm Black first. But yeah, you're being homophobic to me, a black person. Mm. You see how this you see how that shit works? You can't say that you're pro-black and then not like black gay people. It doesn't this work like that. So amazing. The entitlement of straight people. <laughs> the and this is why entitlement I say like of straight this, people. And this is why we started this podcast. This podcast is for Black LGBT folks because we are so excluded from so many talking points. We go, we don't have a safe space for the LGBT community because as a mainstream, that's whitewash and very much white corporation. Mm. And then we don't have a safe space in the Black community because, again, they, they see us as Black, but apparently we're not a part of the culture because we're queer. So it's like, if I take my ass over there, they see my Blackness first. If I take my ass to the fucking barbershop, the cookout or wherever with my people, Oh, you're too femme, or you need to tone that shit down. I get called faggot and all this other shit. So this intersectionality is so important, and that's what this podcast is all about. Amen. Uh, Ashe, I should say. Um, but I also want to point out, like, we see, like, the, another reason why this platform is being made, or has been made, is because we are seen as a threat in every place that we go. In our existence, our existence is a threat. We go into the white neighborhoods, Jesus Christ, it's gonna be Trayvon Martin. We go out into the black neighborhoods, we're gonna be one of the black trans women that don't exist anymore. We pretend that that violence isn't something that's happening every day. And let me tell you something, in Jamaica, in the Caribbean, it's so much worse. They're cutting down people into pieces in the fucking street. Absolutely. Because there's too much swish inside him step. I'm got too much sugar inside him tank, but I don't know where I'm coming from. It's not a joke. They're killing us for that shit. It's why we have to get rid of a lot of these slurs because we think it's just words until it turns into bodies. I'm done. I'm so out. I'm so sick of it. I literally got into a, a an argument with this with someone on this app because he was like, well, why, what's wrong with saying that? I'm not going to say it. I'm just, you know, the T word when they're talking about trans mm. people. I said, hey, well, can you not say that word? Like, he was like, well, it's just a word and that's what they are. I was like, stop saying that is why they're being killed because motherfuckers like you keep saying that word. That word is often heard before they are killed. Just like I have to keep telling white folks, stop saying nigga. I don't give a fuck if you're rapping a song. I don't give a fuck if you say what the A at the end. Slave master said it with the A at the end too. And that word is often used before black people being killed. If you are not a part of that marginalized group, don't say that fucking word. 
bro, just like the word nigga and the Confederate flag was some of the last things that black people saw for black queer people, sometimes the F word, I'm not going to say it. You can say it. I'm not gonna. That, um, that was sometimes the last thing that they heard before they were done. So this is why when we say it's just words, how bullshit it is, because those words really do turn into body bags. And, and I'm then, really sick and tired of it. And then be shook when someone pop you in the mouth for saying the T word or the F word or the N word or whatever. Oh, it was just a word. Yeah, I, I, I really hope, I really hope they slap, they will Smith slap the taste out your mouth. That's how I'm going to say it. I really <laughs> hope that's how it goes. <laughs> Um, Dr. Dark Truth. Doing the day panel. How you doing, Aaron at SYD? Uh, you said something, Aaron. And listen, I agree with you. Um, you said if, if you don't see I'm black first, then, then that means you're not black supported. And, and you're right about that. I agree with you because you're black first, not homophobic or gay or whatever that is. So he was wrong about that. But, the, but he said you're hurting community. I don't know what he mean by that, but here's an intelligent question respectfully. How do that community of the LBD community, how, did, how, do, how, do, how do that community create more black people to be black first? Um, I feel like uh, that's really not the right question that we should be asking. How are we able to honor both identities at the same time? Because I'm not going to separate them. I'm not going to separate the fact that I'm a woman and that I'm black and that I'm queer. Because there's going, it, it really depends on which um, sensibility is being fucked up right now. Just, just being um, real. I, want, I really want all black people to understand Get this, because I hear it all the time. The government is making the black man gay to break up the black family. Mm -hmm. the, the white man is making the black man gay to emasculate the black man to break up the nuclear black family. The white man did this to make this. Being gay is not a white thing. And I really want black people to do more research on African sexuality before they was colonized. Everyone in Africa was very gender fluid. Everyone in Africa was hella queer. Like, so when uh, when I say that, you do know to be homophobic is actually an agent of white supremacy because that's where it came from. If we literally look at Nigeria before colonization, they didn't even give their children gender when they were born. They would actually wait until they got older to figure out what energy they gave off. We had such an amazing intelligence that white people, um, the colonization period literally stripped us from. This is why I say being queer is African. And, you, and you're too sad to realize it. And that's why we continue to call out like people like who say dumbass shit like, oh my God, the white man is trying to emasculate that. And it's like, it's always, I'm noticing a lot of hoteps or Hebrew Israelites, Moors or whatever on this app that constantly says that. And it's bothering me a lot. <laughs> It be Listen, the same I, folks who said that they're pro-black. But then when I say, okay, well, you do know this black queer person got killed. Oh, we're not talking about that. We're trying to keep everything black. That's an LGBT issue. Motherfucker, he's still black. 
especially when we know the LGBTQ community, which as a whole, as white, as a corporation, doesn't give a fuck when we die either. So they don't give a fuck when we die. You don't give a fuck when we die. What are we supposed to do? Try to explain this to people several times. Like when they say the LGBT or the alphabet mafia or like the gay agenda or anything like that, what they don't realize is like there isn't that much of a community within the LGBTQ. Uh, it really isn't. It's a lot of people hate each different group within the group, and so a lot of people don't have anybody. You know, and on top of it, I've always felt sorry for, you know, my black queer friends because on top of it, it's they got people, you know, in their own circles that that don't accept them. And they really don't have anybody. It's really sad. And I hate it for them. Shout out to Grinch. Yeah, I um, and it's funny. I This is why I feel like sometimes heterosexual men just don't have no feelings sometimes because it feels like. The, when we can finally tap into some compassion to what's happening to us, it's coming from um, gender. Uh, it's coming from gender fluid, and uh, it's coming from gender fluid people. It's coming from the gays, the theys. Um, and he and let me tell you something. The Grinch is so right because when I say there's so many groups who in within the group that hate the fuck out of each other, yo, gay men do not like trans people. It is something I am really- Girl, let's talk about it. The, um, let me tell you something, because the amount of transphobia that I hear from queer men, wow, it's like, that's, it's just mind blowing to me. <laughs> it's like, it, and then let's, and then of course the racism that's in the LGBT, it's so, and then again, desirability politics. If you're not white, six foot two, and have a pack, and it's so much to it. There's like the there has to be like the perfect, um, it, there has to be like the perfect gay and the perfect partner. So it's like the for the man, um, the, or the man in the relationship. Because yo, I can't believe in the within the community we still not getting rid of this binary bullshit. But this is what we want, girl. We still hung, we still hung up on this mass film. Are you film? Are you mass? It's like, y'all, do you still want to be straight? Because just you're, you're still trying to stick to these heteronormative ideologies. We all suck dick. I don't care. How <laughs> I don't care how masculine you say you are. You can only be so masculine with a dick in your mouth. So stop Bro. with this whole. Oh my god, wanting a masculine. Energy, you could argue is a feminine trait because you want a strong man with you, right? Mm. So, if anything, when people ask me, Are you film? that kind of you're kind of telling on yourself, bruh, <laughs> and they don't even realize it. Um, it's Marcel, though. Yo, shout out, Aaron, shout out, Sid, shout out to the room. I'm so over like <laughs> blackness being used when it's convenient, man. You know, don't 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 pull my black card when you need me to march for a motherfucker, or 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 when a, a straight black male is under fire. You know what I'm saying? But then I turn around and do the same shit for trans women and men that are supposed to be looked at as quote unquote black first. Cause let's be real, that's that's not how it ever works. If you got a little boop to your walk. You don't get looked at as black first. <laughs> you get looked at as having some sugar in your tank or whatever the case may be. So, thank you. Thank you. Look, I can't tell you how many times. Out.
I can't tell you how many times I used to be like so shooken up every time I would go to like the barbershop, the black barbershop. The amount of testosterone and like hypermasculinity that is in the black barbershop. Yeah, let's talk about it. It is so high. Like I have to act like super masculine. And you know I hate doing that dumbass shit because it really doesn't exist. It's a social construct. But I I would use luckily I now have a black queer barbershop that I go to and the the person who owns it is a black queer person. Luckily I found that. But before then, oh my fucking God, the shit that they would be talking about, about, oh my God, what what the world come to, it's the end times, and black gay men doing this. I'm like, damn, gay people live in y'all's head rent-free, don't it? Bruh, and we talk about end times and shit, and we're like, okay, global warming is going to be end times. Him sucking his dick, I promise you, that, that that isn't the fact. Oh, right. Let's talk about stuff that actually matters. The fact that people are still making fucking seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour, and the fact that capitalism is still kicking your motherfucking ass. That's the end times, Bruh, The fact that you've been here and you've never taken a vacation your whole life, and you've been working for thirty years to hopefully get some type of pension that you're not even going to be able to live off of, and you got to get a supplemental job until you fucking die. I, 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 it, you know, it's cool. It's it's cool. But I, I really am glad that that was something that we had um, a conversation about because I feel like even when I had my conversation, which I'm, de- I'm gonna definitely post, I feel like it was lacking the nuance of black femmes, black trans people. And I wanted to be able to make sure that I gave that a voice as well because we're all being affected by the same thing. I hate to sound really cliche, but we really should all be in this together. Um, There's and black, I just I want black to... people. I want black people to understand because, again, going back to this whole, oh, well, that's a white thing, and blah 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 blah. The reason that homophobia was brought over to Africa before before it was colonized, there is power in the multiplicity of blackness. There was there was a lot of progress being made before it was colonized, and they saw that, and that's where it came from. So yes, if you are homophobic. That is a betrayal to your ancestors, black people, because even the right. gods, even the gods that they worship were androgynous, male and female, before before Christianity was brought over there. So again, part of decolonizing your mind, let's point out the double standards as well. You can't be homophobic, especially to your own fucking people. Come on now. Bruh, it's it's really uh, it, it really is insane. And I feel like especially since this is something that was in Africa before colonization. I just want to make sure I hit home what a betrayal this is to your ancestors for you to walk in the world in this way and then to pretend to be pro-Black in their name? Disgusting. Disgusting. All right, so we are going to go ahead and switch gears a little bit and uh, talk a little bit about the the next topic, which I know, oof, listen, <laughs> like I really feel like I should be singing "Wait in the because it's something that I have to talk about, um, especially as a black woman who has dated cishet black men. And just like we hold everybody accountable on this podcast, sometimes when it's your turn, it's your turn. So dear Black women, let's talk about biphobia. 
we have to talk about it. Because I love us so much. So I have to make the community better. So in order to do that, we got to talk about certain things. And I need to know why y'all niggas be turning into boosy as soon as a man says anything that you could perceive as queer. I have seen some bitches be like, he be going for a haircut like every week and a half. Mostly niggas don't be doing that like for every like maybe five, six weeks. Like, what's that <laughs> he about? Be taking, he take care of his hygiene too much. Is he sus? Is he gay? I don't like that. Uh, he ordered <laughs> dessert. Yo, I saw this. He ordered <laughs> dessert. Y'all ignorant bitches. Y'all, he ordered <laughs> dessert. I'm sorry. <laughs> He ordered dessert. Should I be concerned? Breaking news. Eating cake is gay. (laughs) Ordering ice cream is gay now. Yo. uh, Thankfully, I haven't heard any woman complain about washing it between their butt cheeks. That's a man issue. Uh, But... No, no. No, I've heard... I've heard... No, because I've heard men, again, very hyper-masculine men, I've seen this tweet about Fellas, is it gay to wipe your ass because I don't like anal play? And I think that's kind of sus because I don't want nothing going in my ass. I'm like, and you wonder why you niggas can't get no fucking pussy now because your hygiene is fucked up. You think that it's gay to wipe your own ass? Listen, smelling like armpit and cheese down there and want to see me slurp, slurp. You got your goddamn mind. You don't deserve this gop gop 3000. I'm sorry, you can't wipe between the cheeks. You can't do the bare minimum for me to get there. But listen, that's the anyway. end times. You scared to wipe your ass. <laughs> Yo, you want to talk about a real apocalypse? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, oh, we have a, a message from it's Marcelo. I'm fucking screaming. I saw a post that was similar to what y'all are saying. Like basically dudes who drink through straws are gay. And I'm just like, <laughs> this is a joke gotta be a joke right but then you go to the comments and you start to realize how far <laughs> how i don't even know if there's a word for these kind of people but it is um it's an interesting world out there look queer paranoia is strong with some of these straight people whoa you can't yo, even fucking breathe these, the same air without being called gay right yo these nigga the fucking most I'm so, I'm so, straws. Okay. That's another thing to add to the list. I didn't know that was a thing. It's straws now. And this is the, my biggest issue with it. I don't feel like when women, and remember, this is just the things that are perceived as, as gay. Uh, things that are actually homosexual in nature, like maybe he slept with a guy before in the past or whatever the case is. And I'm thinking, because the things that matter to me when I date, is fidelity and test results, okay? And it doesn't, like, like those are the things that should that I would think would matter to you. But I've had women say, oh, well, he, um, I touched his ass during sex and I think he liked it too much. What does this mean? Bitch is trying to find the existential meaning to somebody like him they ass played with. I need y'all to stop. It don't make no fucking sense. Uh, Grinch phase. Oh, this is this is absolutely nothing new. They have uh, yeah. what was it? The silly bands, like if you wore certain silly bands back in the day, you were gay. 
he had one ear pierce, uh, left is right, right is wrong, you know, uh, what else was it, Mountain Dew gives you gay babies, all this shit, like, it's been going on forever, it's weird, it's childish how they come up with these ideas that, uh, you know, gay people are, are putting symbolism into everything. <laughs> what? I was, I was not, I, I wasn't ready for the Mountain Dew gift gate. Wait, so my parents, my parents drink Mountain Dew. And that's, <laughs> wait, okay, so that's a lot out. of, now that we got to stop drinking Mountain Dew, people. You gotta, that's you what it drink is. Mountain, I didn't, wow. No. No, the straight people got to stop drinking Mountain Dew to stop making gay babies, okay? If that's really the case, if that's how we're going to put it. We should be able to drink whatever the fuck we want. We're here already. Y'all got to try and fix the <laughs> next generation since y'all want to fi- figure it out so damn bad. Wow. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm noticing that with a lot of uh, Black women, the same Black women that cannot stand the colorist-ass Black men that will always say all kinds of bullshit defending their preference in the biggest air quotes ever. They will defend their, well, it's just what I want to do. Why, why can't I do Listen, I'm not saying you can't do what you do. I'm just asking why. Can we dissect why? Can we figure out where that stems from? And they just like their stems, bruh, and just like, the, just like their stems from racism, just like their shit stems from um, colorism, your shit stems from biphobia. Because what is so fucked up about uh, being quote unquote feminine that makes you, that makes this, this person suddenly undesirable? And I'm letting you know, I know black women who have dated men, thought that they were amazing. Oh my goodness, it's too good to be true. And next thing you know, I get a phone call saying, well, he said he used to be, he, he was with a guy in college. I knew it was too good to be true. I'm like, nigga, I thought you was going to tell me this man had several baby mamas that he had like a STI he wanted to tell you about, but at least he told you before. Like, I'm here thinking like, this is going to be some terrible thing, but this is the reason why you're deciding to say no. Does anybody remember that episode of Insecure? Yes, girl. That's, that, that shit triggered me because, oh my God, what, it's like, as soon as you find out that your man is, is bisexual, Okay, like girl, his dick is still gonna work. It's still gonna get up. I don't understand why you act like, oh my god, he's just gay. <sighs> but it's okay for it's okay for women to be bisexual and more fluid, girl. Because listen, and do you know why it's okay? Because the patriarchy finds that sexy. They yeah. like women on women's stuff. Because that of patriarchy. Is- <clears throat> because of patriarchy. <laughs> Men can objectify women and think that they're not really uh, queer or bisexual. They just think that they're doing it for their pleasure to get them off. Yep. That's really what it is. And it's really sad because we have stepped into that bullshit. We've stepped into what has been, oh, well, that's desirable. So that one is okay. And when we see, and the thing about it is, is if you're so upset about imagining a dick in your man's mouth and it's just so disgusting to you, what do you think of yourself when you're sucking his? I'm just, I'm just wondering. Is it gross? Is it disgusting? Do you not like what? It, what? What is it? And I want um, biphobic women to understand that you do know that homophobia and misogyny goes hand in hand. So if you, the thought of your man being like bisexual or queer or whatever, you like, oh my god, that's disgusting. You do know that that comes from misogyny as well, right? So Which, girl, you uh, kind of just hurt yourself at that point, bruh. And you're, and you're, you're. You are drinking the fucking patriarchy's Kool-Aid 
You are sucking the dick of white supremacy every time this shit comes out of your mouth. I hate to tell you. Um, was that harsh? Am I being harsh? Sorry. Grinch face. So we're going to make a, a special edition Rainbow Mountain Dew. Like, there's probably a Mountain Dew rep in here, hopefully. So I'm, I'm for it. Rainbow Mountain Dew. Only for gay people. <laughs> Period. Do you know what I'm saying? It's really sad how people just... <laughs> are so fragile when it comes to sexuality. Like I remember one time on here, um, I won't drop their name, child, because it's already <laughs> embarrassing enough. But, um, you know, he's bragging about having a threesome and I usually hear him say, you know, just really fucked up shit about LGBTQ. So then I told him, I was like, oh, well that makes you gay because you were messing around with two females who, you know, are bisexual. And so you're dibbling and dabbling in the LGBTQ. So you, um, you're one of us now. He was not too happy about it. <laughs> he was so offended. I was just like, oh my God, dude. Like, if you know, you are straight. You are straight. But I couldn't help it. Do you remember, um, Sydney, do you remember when, um, because something that men like to, like, men like to have threesomes with girls, right? Like, two girls, one guy. Okay. Because, again, they, and quite frankly, they still don't think that they're biased. Like, oh, they're just doing it to please me and we objectify them. Do you remember when um, someone asked Sweetie what she considered a threesome? And then um, Sweetie said, yeah, I'll have my man pick the guy that he likes because and they could go at it just like I like, just like men like to see two women go at it. And baby, they were mad as fuck that she said that because how dare you objectify men just like we objectify women. When I say the tables turning on them, was so upsetting so the only thing they could think to do is do what the patriarchy does and be like slut shame two dicks how dare you <laughs> women you know, I like... <laughs> let's, let's start let's make this a trend women say okay yeah we want a threesome i'll pick the guy and i want y'all to do just like you would want me to see it do with another girl i baby they'd be mad as fuck because how dare you objectify me just like i'm doing you for my pleasure like that's what i want to see yo them niggas would lose their mind because I have a lot of, um, I have like a lot of cishet women say that they like seeing two guys go at it. Like it, it turns them on. Listen, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. Especially since, hey, I air out my dirty laundry on here on a regular basis. I used to be a biphobic cunt, right? And um, no, I'm just going to be good. That's the way you say cunt. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much, that's how visceral the hatred is now for the, the person that I used to be. Um, and I remember uh, specifically being the type of person that, you know, would love, like, I loved women, all this other shit. And then I got with a guy and I didn't even get with him. We just started talking and he took me out to dinner. It was this white guy. He was wearing like a, a Tommy Bahama shirt. It was like acid wash jeans. It was, it was, listen, it was, it was a whole vibe. We had dolphin fingers and light beer. Okay, just giving you the same. And um, I remember when we were driving home while well, he listened to Little River Band. This shit was so fucking Caucasian. But it's okay. He was actually a really sweet person. Um, and he said, oh, yeah, I was talking about my sexual experiences. And then he said, yeah, man, that's, I actually fucked a guy in college. It happens. And then he turned up Little River Band. And I'm sitting in the car like, what the fuck? Did you just say, how do I go back to this conversation? Um, sir, what you mean? What'd you say? Ah, like I was, when I say I was shook, I'm like, shook. I get home, 
I was living at the dorms then at, at Art Institute. I'm talking to one of my, uh, my gay good Judy's. And this man tells me, oh, girl, that's disgusting. He can't just be putting his dick there and then inside you. That's nasty. Why would you do that? You got to respect yourself. Now, because this gay man, I, I swear to God, I was like every white girl who was trying to say the N-word was just like, my per my girlfriend says I can say it. LaQuisha loved me. She said I can say whatever I want. <laughs> so I was basically the same dumbass being like, oh, I have a full permission to be biphobic. Thank you so much. <laughs> and then I want to say, um, obviously, I stopped talking to him because, you know, I respect myself, the stupidity. Um, and I want to say I got my karma, not even 30 days later. Um, I was talking to a guy who I really like, tall, big, fine. I didn't know what the hotepism was at the time. I didn't know. Um, I had no clue. And he was just fine to me. And I was like, oh, you say big words. And instead of saying the letter I, you spell it E-Y-E. That's deep. You know, I was stupid, right? Um, and we started talking about our sexual experiences. And I said, I used to be with a woman. He was like, don't you realize that homosexuality is what was brought to our shores in Africa? That's disgusting to me. You and I can't talk, bro. That, yo, in my face. Nah, we can't do this. I got my same shit slapped in my motherfucking face. And that's when I finally started to look at it differently. I couldn't be like, oh, because I'm a woman and I'm just more sexually fluid and that's the reason. Because that's bullshit. That's the lie that patriarchy has told you. We all have the ability to be sexually fluid. Yeah, my guy, let's that's get this um, We need to get rid of this illusion that only women are just more fluid when it comes to sexuality. Let me tell you, because I've had plenty of men. Men are more fluid than we like to think, okay? Like, it's a lot more bisexual men out there. And that's okay. I really don't know why we keep saying, oh, my God. Like, what? it's a spectrum. It's a fucking spectrum. You're not 100% either or. And, again, I have to drive it home how anti-Black your homophobia and your biphobia is. Because it is not homosexuality that is a european export it's homophobia Phobia. that is a european thank you that is a european export that is the disgustingness that was brought to our shores we didn't come up with this hatred but there for was some sweet, reason, like, we are enacting it in everyday life in africa girl we we, we were so free titties out doing whatever the fuck Bruh. we want to do we didn't give a fuck about and, this gender binary system we just did what the fuck we wanted to do and went off with the energies that we had and I just also want to say, I don't understand how we can take the fact that the Moors taught white people to wash their ass because they was dying of the Black Plague, but we can't accept that we were more forward thinking in reference to sexuality as well as hygiene. Bloop. Just, all right, Grinch Bay. <laughs> all right, I have to get this joke off my chest. Um, the Rainbow Mountain Dew would be called Mountain Dudes, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hashtag I would totally Mountain drink dudes. Mountain Dude. <laughs> oh, I would drink. Look, I would drink a whole pack of that. Hashtag Mountain oh, Dudes. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Not a whole pack, Eric. Let me stop. <laughs> Unlabeled. Well, a beautiful feminine 
woman is to me the most beautiful thing in existence. So for another woman to be attracted to that, I'm not really surprised by that. Because why why wouldn't you be attracted to the most beautiful thing in existence? But has a woman ever said, man, it really turns me on when two guys kiss or two, I want a threesome with two guys and I want them to mess with each other. I don't think women have ever said that. You'd be amazed. Lies. Lies. One of my girlfriends, she could be so upset. I put her business out here, but listen, girl, you an example. I'm sorry. So one of my girlfriends, she be, she is deep into Wattpad. Okay. She's deep into the smut of Wattpad. It is a thing. And the stories that she sends me be turning me on. And it's always like a, a threesome with two guys that be like kissing over her shoulder. And like, a girl, let me say, when I say, I'd be like, I feel like I gotta move to another place to listen. <laughs> and it makes sense though, right? Because like, of, like if you're a straight guy and you like girls and you, you wanna see two girls make out doing it for your pleasure, and if a girl likes guys and muscles and all this other like masculine energy, it of course it makes sense for her to want to see that. And and to be honest with you, I'll be real. I was so scared to look at guy on guy porn when I was younger, still going through my my queer baby phase or whatever. And when I finally found something that I liked, I was like, "Ooh, this might be some. This might be a okay. Let's save this search. We gonna come back to this one." We gonna save this search because I was not. I and I also um, need that. I also need men to realize that your uh, your spectrum of what you think a woman's sexuality is is a whole lot broader. There are obviously homophobic and queerphobic women out there that could be never never something that they're into. Oh my god, burn my eyes out. Whatever, fuck them. We're not talking about them right now. Give it a second. We'll come back. But what I'm saying is there's a lot of there's a lot of women out there who actually think that is beautiful. Like, I don't know if anybody saw Census 8. If you've seen Census 8, let me know. That's all I have to say. Uh, next message. <laughs> a lot of people. It seems like women don't keep unlabeled in the conversation. So that speaks volumes. Women don't make you a part of the conversation because they probably don't feel safe enough around you to let you know how they really feel. So that's just that. Wait. No, stop. But no, for real though, just like uh, biphobic women um, don't realize they've been sleeping with a lot of um, queer men. They have no fucking clue because they haven't made it a safe space for that man um, to go ahead and talk about it. It's the same way on the other side. We're like, like there are things that I like that I'm like, whenever I was in a relationship with a straight dude, I never would have said that shit. Are you crazy? I can't even watch something with dick on the screen without this nigga complaining. What? I, I, listen. So there's obviously no space for me to say that. Do you know what I'm saying? That's such a good point. Thank you for that. Uh, Fledge to Dove. Good afternoon, Aaron and Sid. Hello, panel. Hey, yeah, Blitz. I've seen since eight. Um, released the first season of it. I think that's a very cool concept. Listen, nigga. When I saw that shit, listen. I tell. I I promise you, every bitch who thought that they didn't like that shit, I show them that, and they're like, I'm feeling feelings, and I don't understand. What ep- girl, look. Let me see if I can find it. What episode is that? 
I gotta go back and look. When I say that shit was like, I'm like, nipples, go down. What are we talking about? <laughs> Netflix, what are we talking? You know what I mean? I wasn't ready. Uh, Dr. Dark Truth. All right. Um, when I left my last comment, I kind of didn't get to hear what y'all was talking about because I got a phone call. Um, I don't know, but um, I, I heard y'all. I heard one of y'all say something else, and I hear this from other people. So I gotta ask, what is the definition of gender fluid, and how come? Back in 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s, we ain't hear about being fluid in one's gender. I'm still trying to figure out the 25 genders and the 50 genders and the 100 genders. Um, I want to know what, what is exactly gender fluid, fluidity in a gender. So um, a person who is gender fluid is a person whose gender identity, the gender that they identify with the most, their gender identity is not fixed. It can change over time or from day to day. Fluid is a form of gender identity or gender expression rather than sexual orientation. Hmm. Um, also, I really feel like people need to understand that having multiple genders is not something that showed up in the 50s and 60s. Um, having multiple genders has actually been in so many indigenous cultures. Ones that I know of are definitely African and indigenous. So sexual fluidity is actually the default, to, to, to be perfectly honest. And, but you, we've all been trained that straight is the default. Uh, unlabeled. 25. Yeah, no one around me would ever take me uh, for being someone to be comfortable to talk to about that kind of stuff. Because if you know me, you know that I don't go with that. So I agree. I agree. Definitely don't feel comfortable around me talking about that kind of shit. And that is why that woman is going to find someone who does. Um, but like, listen, <laughs> I feel like, no, but in all honesty, it's one of those things where it's like, it's almost so so oppressive in straight relationships. At least it has been for me. There are so many things that I wanted to watch or I wanted to do, but because he thought his little fragile masculinity was uh, was going to be on attack, then all of a sudden I end up doing these things by myself. And I'm just like, so I just really got to be with someone who's more open. Because this is I ridiculous. Just like, I just want to go to Pride. <laughs> I just want to say this to um, both cishet men and women. No one gave you your manhood or womanhood. You just had it, especially men. If your masculinity is in constant threat of being taken away from you, you never had it to begin with. It's not yours. That's all if I want. Watching to say. something can take it away. If wearing something can take it away. If someone's presence can take it away, it's not fucking. It was real. never yours to begin with, Brad. A lot of people. He just openly said that he does not have deep connections with women. You know, that's a little gay to me. But Ooh. I'll let it slide. <laughs> Ooh, a lot of people want all the smoke today. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> was it? Oh my I wasn't God. ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> but to go ahead and uh, wrap this up so we, oh, so we can move on to the next topic. I need black women to dissect their preferences, just like we want black men to dissect theirs. Mm -hmm. 
it shouldn't be something that's scary. It shouldn't be something that is offensive. I was a person who was who used to be biphobic. A nigga can grow. You can grow, y'all. Don't be afraid. <laughs> um, now, moving on to uh, the next topic. Um, oh, let, let me listen to this last message right for, uh, first. Grinch face. Genitalia is all made of the same stuff. Like, pretty much, clitorises are penises. Um, it's like the same exact concept. So, I mean, if you've went down on a girl, you pretty much suck dick. You might as well join the party, bub. <laughs> that's so true though no no grinch face oh and you know what and i hate to be quoting Ooh, tiffany haddish if that's okay i guess i'm by then because i, I suck the clitoris the, oh, oh. boom oh oh well look at us figuring out definitions today um and i really <laughs> i really hate to be quoting Tiffany Haddish, but I remember once she was at the Breakfast Club and she was saying, she said, I told a man that um, I just want to let you know that your pussy fell out. And he said, what the fuck do you mean? She was like, listen, you got a pussy just like I do. Your shaft is the vaginal canal. Your testes are the ovaries. The tip is the clit. Your your pussy fell out, sir. And the clit, and the clit, the clit can get hard too, right? And And yeah, yeah. <laughs> girl, yeah. girl, you know. Well, I want, girl, you know. I don't know. Look. I know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, unlabeled. Yeah, I missed the weirdo's last message. I don't know if it was directed to me or not. But um, question: uh, Can you guys stop calling people sis? Is would 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 that be okay as a uh, request for from the heterosexual community? Can you stop calling people sis? That is um, a scientific term. It's nothing new. Cis, C-I-S, cisgender, the gender that you were assigned at birth, that you go with. You go with the gender that you was assigned at birth. It's not us being disrespectful. It's to, again, categorize <laughs> straight people. We're, we're differentiating because there's trans men and then there's cis men. There, there's uh, men who have been born as men and agree with that, what they were assigned with. And there are trans men who were not born as men. Uh, God, Jesus. It's not this a new term. Want... It's been around for a long time, that term. This is why we want straight people to read. This, th this is why I need y'all to pick up books so that you won't think to yourself, oh, listen to them insulting me. It's literally a biological term. You'll be okay. Anyway, um, so moving on to the next topic. Ooh. I'm always glad to finally come with something happy and, and positive, even though we do have to talk about some of the other things that um, go with it. Oh, um, let me see. We have another uh, message from Grinchface. <laughs> Look, hear me out. And this isn't shade on anybody here, but it did remind me a little bit. The sis, like, they don't want to be called sis because it sounds like sissy. <laughs> I mean, that's really bottom line. Yeah, Look, I, I can I can translate all these ideals because I used to be a homophobic little teenager, even though I was secretly, you know, who I am. And and I also want to say, there's a lot of us out there who used to be fucked up, who have Let decided, you, you know what, I, I want to change. <laughs> I used to hate gay niggas. I used to like be the most homophobic prick, mm. and then like then being Jamaican on top of that. 
I knew the words were violent. I used to be saying faggot body mind all the fucking time. Damn. But now <laughs> that's well, the thing. Yeah. The most that's what they say. The most homophobic ones are usually the first ones to take it up the ass. Oh my god. Look where we at now. Aaron. <laughs> Sorry, too much. <laughs> my bad. Oh my goodness, I can't with you. <laughs> and look, and that's the thing too, is like I can talk about women. Women are beautiful. Women are uh, creatures that we do not deserve on earth, I swear to God. You know, uh, men men just don't have the nature uh, to nurture as much in them. Uh, you know, with, with the social construct of that we're supposed to work until we get heart disease and make a few babies and die. Um, you yeah. know, we, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's very fucking weird. Now, I want to... Um, change the conversation a little bit but it's mostly because I don't know I feel like I finally am in a space where um, this feels like a, a really good topic to have um, so Lizzo I, I know a lot of people hate this bitch but Lizzo <laughs> is somebody who I can honestly say I really like and she recently came out with a TV show um, where it was all um it, it was all um, uh, bigger girls auditioning to dance. I didn't think that this was going to be something that I was going to watch. I thought it was going to be like a little cutesy little thing to watch. But I didn't realize all that Lizzo does. And I also didn't realize that she's running across that stage for 90 minutes. And then I realized there were thinner bodies that could not keep up. And I think in my head, I always thought that if you were thinner, then that means you're healthier. That means that um, you can somehow do things that I cannot. And seeing that shit just be smashed and explode in front of my face was insane to me. Because I am seeing big bitches be like, oh, no, I do this. And then seeing people who are struggling with their stamina and struggling with their shit and realizing that's not a fat thing. That's a anybody thing. And it really changed the way, all of a sudden it changed the way I thought of the gym. I literally watched the season of this. I went into the bathroom and I looked at my body differently. I looked at it as beautiful because it was a vehicle and because it does so much for me. And it wasn't so much like all the lumps, the bumps, the cellulite, all of these things that you have to constantly fight because we all have beauty standards that we're trying to live up to. Let's be honest. We all have beauty standards that we're trying to live up to. Instagram and social media does not fucking help. And it was so amazing to me to see all of these women going at it full out. And when Lizzo said... Um, I'm an athlete. I was like, I believe that shit. And it made me fucked up that I didn't believe it before. Mm. Think about it. I didn't believe it before. I had to see her. That's fucked up. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> That's fucked up. Seeing her, knowing that she does these 90 minute shows, this bitch is twerking and playing the flute and following dance routines. And singing her ass off and sounding good while doing all that shit full out. 
I feel like for me, it was something that I really needed to watch. I really needed to see, and this is going to be um, a pretty short topic because it was, it's something that I feel like, yo, the little girl in me needed that shit. My whole life, everything going from puberty on. I've been five foot eight. And now I'll be honest and say it because now it doesn't feel like such a disgusting thing to say. I'm 230 pounds. But I've been uh, 160, 170, 180 since I was 13 goddamn years old, looking like a whole fucking woman. That shit was tough. That shit was tough. Seeing my uh, siblings not have to deal with cellulite and, oh, no, you can't wear shirts. You have to wear longer pants because of what your legs look like. This is my family who's saying this shit to me. Let's be real. Didn't even get to the outside world yet, and I'm already being told I'm not fit. And it made me realize that I don't have to have this fucked up relationship with the gym. It's not about getting small. It's not about fitting that perfect size. It's about being stronger. And for the first time, it finally was like flipping a switch. The shit was so crazy to me. I was like, yo, so I'm doing this to be strong. I'm not doing this to be a size six or to be this petite person that genetically, if you look at my mama, a nigga cannot be. And I just wanted to go ahead and talk about that for a little bit. It is on Prime. I hope that everybody goes and watches it. I'm just seeing black women um, of color who are never seen doing these amazing things finally be seen. And I just, I just wanted to talk about that. I just wanted to put that out there because we don't get enough of that. I really feel like this is something that's gonna change TV and it's gonna change reality TV because it wasn't about all the catty shit. The one bitch that was catty on the show, Lizzo was like, you're gonna have to pack your bags and go home. We can't have toxic environments here. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Lizzo not playing no fucking games. And that was something that was really important for me to see, especially coming up in the age of America's top model. That was mm. the only reality TV that I really saw growing up in reference to women and their beauty and what they could do. So the I fact that, make we sure still, I put that out there. We're still having, we're still comparing like beauty. We're still having beauty pageants and whoever wins, mm. this is what you should look like. And this is what's desirable to society. Why are we still doing that in 2022? Also, um, I don't even think about yes, that. Um, it is very, very hard to, un like, I just came over, like, I was hella fat phobic. Like, girl, I, I want to argue, yeah, this world is hella fat phobic. It's anti-fat. Like, let's just be honest about it. It's, and it's black folks, I don't like girls, and I'm really uh, pissing people off. <laughs> I even want to argue to say that um, being anti-fat is being anti-black, too, because, baby, in Africa, if, if you were fat and you had curves and stuff, what did that mean? Oh, that you were rich, that you had money, that you was living a good life? Let me tell you something. Even now, even now, because, you know, Jamaica and the Trinidad and all them places, very toxic places to be. But for a curvy bitch like myself, that's where you find a husband, child. I always told all these bitches who's not finding husbands over here, listen, an island man will look at that fupa and be like, the pum pum need shelter. I can't be out here and be cool. You must cover it. Listen, I've, listen, I have had island men worship the curves off of my body. The only reason they would not work out is because the homophobia is too motherfucking real. <laughs> okay. Um, listen to um, a lot of people. 
I appreciate you guys for coming on this app and speaking about these things because most people on here like tend to lean in the direction of like big homophobia and, you know, dismissing trans people. And so I'm glad you guys are really doing something special. Thank you. Oh, well, Thank well, you. Well. I love it when we get messages like that. Pledge to dub. Okay, I'm definitely going to check that out sooner than later because it's been on my list to watch. I, um, I just uh, have been watching Atlanta and a couple other shows, but oh, I'm going to put that ahead of, put that ahead of several other shows. Thank you. Um, and I just wanted to quickly say for me, I think the person that, uh, woke me up about thinking that, um, that bigger folks couldn't move around. And I'm a bigger folk for goodness sakes. I'm not a small person. I'm, I'm, I'm six know. feet and, and definitely closer to 200 than I am to 100 pounds. But, um, oh. and it's so true. We've all been trained to see bigger people as, as see bigger people immediately as somebody who is unhealthy. When I'm watching Lizzo run across this motherfucking stage and this bitch has standards, like you have to be able to go. She's like, and I, I loved that fact because it gave me suddenly new goals to even shoot for. I'm here about to sign up to the gym because I want to be healthy. I want to be strong. And it's not about where my titties sit. It doesn't know where my fupa is. It's about actually being able to do the things that I've always wanted to be able to do that I honestly was too scared to do because of my size. I automatically thought because of my size, I am immediately disqualified. And it is insanity to me that here at this ripe old age of 30 motherfucking five, I'm, somebody was hitting on me the other day. They thought I was 27. I was like, <laughs> all right, thank you. <laughs> but that's not what we talk about. Um, but it was something that was so, um, it was so big for me to see. It's like, I needed to see that. That shit was fucking motivational. When I saw somebody online like, Lizzo show changed my life. I was like, this bitch so fucking cab. I understand you got to advertise, bitch, but that's a little 20 on 10. At the end of the first episode of Bitches in Tears, like, <laughs> I finally see myself. Yo, but that shit is real. That kind of representation is fucking powerful. And as much as whatever anybody wants to say about Lizzo, um, she had to... I'm so glad she's the pioneer of that. Mm. I'm so glad that she was the first to go ahead and do it. You can't... But listen, and these bodies are beautiful. We've just been conditioned to believe that they're not. Like, they had a nude photo shoot episode. And when I say that shit was beautiful, terrifying, and painful for me. But it was something that was so needed for me to see. So I just, like I said, I just want to let everybody know that y'all should 100% be watching this. Uh, Fletch to Dev. Oh, goodness, it cut off me. All I wanted to say was the person that made me think about, like, being, uh, taking away that stereotype of not being able to be able to be light on your feet while being bigger was rerun off of the show what's happening yeah when he would pop lock and and getting around on that dance floor i was like well see okay well i think i thought that something equals you know equates to lack of being able to move around and i was like nah this dude's gotta this dude's gotta have a certain level of strength to be jumping around here carrying that weight yeah. and them suspenders and doing them moves yeah nah it don't don't let the curves fool you Amen. Amen. 
And we are going to go ahead and uh, switch gears. Oh, child. Okay. <laughs> I, I love how you, when you saw it, you're just like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I swear, even though, and I was one who came up with the topic, and I'm upset I put it on there, but, but we got to talk about it. Oh, my God. So, I don't know. Maybe I should have called this Dear Future. But listen. <laughs> so, um, you know, we all know the manosphere, okay? We all know that this is a very toxic place, especially for all of these podcasting ass niggas who just want to let you know how much they hate you. And um, so there was another podcast. I'm not even going to play the clip because these niggas do not deserve no fucking shine. Just know they ugly cross-eyed and don't make no fucking sense. And I can tell they don't wash their ass. But um, basically, they were talking about Russell and Sierra. And they were like, you know, they were like, oh, Russell's a square. Russell, uh, Russell's a square. Uh, you can't, you don't go ahead and get with a future and then get with a Russell. And I'm just like, but my nigga, that's what she did. <laughs> she literally did it. She did exactly that. She was with, she was with future. And then she was, so what are we talking about? And the worst part is, is that um, what I'm noticing is that we uphold these toxic ass rap niggas who treat black women like shit. And then when a woman decides, guess what? I deserve so much more than that. You don't even get the amazingness that is me. And then when somebody recognizes it, niggas is upset. You mad? The bitch is having babies? Yo, she's spitting out babies like it's nobody business right now. Happy as a pig and shit to do it. And you're just so upset that you don't have a woman at home um, that will ever do that for you. But that's because we got to start with the basics, like brushing your teeth. Absolutely. Girl, they're so used to normalizing misogyny, especially like when it comes to hip hop. So it's like, how dare you take care of your mental health and find someone who actually doesn't treat you like shit? Like, girl, we can't yeah. have that. <laughs> that's just that's just too crazy. That's just not something that we can do. Um, but I do have a, a clip pulled up because I saw somebody gather this shit together real nice. And I was just like, oh, I love my people. Uh, Michael Mute. There we go. Our gang gang here. What we need to do is we're going to normalize black women ditching their zeros and finding their heroes. That's what we need to normalize. We need to normalize puss-ass hoes not going on podcasts and talking shit about other people's relationships when they know that they can never be a teaspoon, let alone half the man that Russell Wilson is. And when y'all, some of y'all, see Russell Wilson and the love that he has for that woman, y'all get intimidated because some of y'all ain't seen that exact love. Y'all don't even know what love is, and that's the reason why some of you motherfuckers are too busy trying to be a future. The only time shit is possible is when a black woman is getting used and abused by a black man but that's the shit that y'all celebrate so with that being said i'm gonna say this let's celebrate black women ditching their zeros and finding their heroes because at the end of the day i don't give a damn what you guys to say they are the epitome of black love and that's why you mad our gang Woo! a word a motherfucking word i said i was like i love my people I love my black queer people. We always be coming through in a clutch. Okay. 
uh, Mongolian. That is so true. And it's weird because people are more acceptable to toxic situations rather than healthy situations. Like, let's say Cardi B and Offset. People love that. But people hate Sierra and Russell Wilson. Don't get it. Don't get it. And to talk about the Cardi B and Offset thing, when Offset was cheating and she decided she wanted a divorce, people were in her comment section like, don't break up the family. Like, <sighs> nigga, tell it to your dick first. People are so selfish, dude. Like, Bro, don't break up the family. You have to understand when a woman actually wants to take care of herself, and I'm not going to say that this woman was pressured into, uh, into being uh, with her husband or whatever the case is. I'm just saying that this is something that's not new. It was just something we saw on Instagram. We see it all the time within our interpersonal relationships. A woman gets cheated on and we expect this woman to figure it the fuck out. A man gets cheated on and nigga, how dare How dare you, you see a slut, she woman. a hoe, she a bitch, she a slut. As soon as a woman cheat, uh-uh, you gotta you got leave her. But as soon as a man cheats, I'll give him five, five, six, seven more chances because he ain't mean it, and you gotta understand that he just needed some more love. And I'm like, girl, Bruh. it's the lack of accountability for me. Listen, I was watching Marriage Reality Boot Camp because <laughs> I be watching ratchet shit. <laughs> Listen, don't come for me. And I was watching um, A1 and Lyrica on there. If you don't know who they are, God bless you. But they're on um, Love and Hip Hop, and there was a, a scene where she was saying, where he was basically stepping on her, uh, out on her and cheating. And then she would move out and she may be dealing with somebody else. And he was like, I don't understand why her cheats don't matter the way, but my cheats matter. And I'm like, cause nigga, you did it first. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I, maybe I'm just a Pisces in that way. And that's why I'm just this level of petty, but I believe in cheating back. If you're not going to leave, Listen, listen. Right. That nigga got a whole girlfriend. You better go get yourself a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or both. The fuck is wrong with you sitting up in this goddamn relationship watching this man go out and do whatever the fuck he does? You duck. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. That was a rubber. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but but you but you know what I'm saying? Like that shit is insane to me. Um, freak of the great. Let me tell y'all something. If a bitch is paying all my bills. And let me drive her car and eat up all her food. And I ain't had no responsibilities but just to be there. She could cheat all she want. And I'll be perfectly satisfied. <coughs> I'm sorry. Sir, <laughs> if you don't have standards, you could say that. But it doesn't mean that women should not have standards. I deserve to be able to have all of those things and not be cheated on. I can have it all. And you can too, boo. Don't be settling for less. Don't be a hobosexual, just going out finding bitches who got jobs and money just trying to stay on their couch. Come on now. All right, anyway. <clears throat> Girl, that was that kind of relationship, like you said, it's given very much pay less, very much like Ross. Nothing, nothing wrong with Ross. Girl, I'd be up in Ross too. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's giving half off it's giving discount very much uh, rat. do you know what i'm saying um so 
but no, I feel like it's something that um, a lot of people, especially right now, they're talking about it's all over online. They're talking, and the thing about it is, I feel like people forget that Sierra was already um, a mega star before she ever got with Future or Russell. Like, listen, put some respect on Sierra name. Sierra and Luda was ruling the early 2000s on the fucking radio. So mm-hmm. please put some respect on it. Come on. Um, so it's so crazy that people would be like, oh, if he's paying all my bills and he can cheat. Nigga, there's women who come with so much and you would still, it doesn't matter. But I noticed that niggas who cheat relentlessly, they could have $100 in their pocket and they will still pick up the dollar on the floor. Oh my God. <laughs> it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's, it's truly, it truly is what it is. Like it's gotten to the point for me where I see like you have, when you actually are trying to date someone, um, especially if it's a, a, a cisgender, let's say the whole world so, so nobody gets offended, um, a cisgendered uh, heterosexual man. Oh my gosh, that's a... You have to find the ones who have already done all the shit they wanted to do. You got to find someone who's already gotten the hoe out, straight up. Um, but I feel like, can I say this? I feel like how they got the hoe out mattered. Like if you went out just lying to bitches and just trying to get whatever you could get from them, just sucking the life out of niggas, um, I don't care if you've reformed. I don't want you. <laughs> mm. If you were a hoe, just being honest with people and just straight up fucking, we can talk. Just wanna, just wanna go ahead and put that out there. Uh, freak of the great. But you know what the funny part about that is? That's why women don't go for shit like that. Because the reality of it is, is that if you allow to a woman to take care of you so much that you didn't care if she cheated on you, she'll still be upset. She still won't be satisfied. She'll still be like. Uh, you just you just gonna let me cheat and not do nothing. I'm tired of him. Like, come on, man. Y'all gotta pick a struggle. Um, I always wonder when you come on, Frico, what the hell you be talking about sometimes. Like, sometimes I'm just like, where are you on the spectrum of the conversation? Like, for real, for real. Because it's like that can happen to anybody. Nobody wants to be with a doormat. Everybody should be trying to go ahead and make sure that they're not one. So what are we? Listen, anyway. Um, and that and that is example of the manosphere. Can't stay on topic to save his fucking life. That's just it's just another example. Um, but what I but what I'm noticing more and more is that I notice from a lot of cishet black men that those kind of people are uplifted. It's the DeBabies, it's the Futures, it's the Rick Rosses, it's the, oh, they're so cool because they run through all of these women and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I want you to know, like, women can see that you're not good people and I feel like you're upset. Like, you're really upset (laughs) that now people are seeing the forest for the tree. Right. I feel like they're so mad right now, but it's okay, no worries. We will be okay. Now, I want to go ahead and, um, because to be honest, that's not a long conversation. We know what it yeah. is. <laughs> like, they, they're just so scared. 
bitch, listen, black women are the most educated in the fucking United States. They're so mad. Look at them getting all this learning, all this financial literacy. You won't let me just stay on your couch and do nothing. <laughs> and they're mad. And that's okay. Put Cheeto crumbs on the couch while I'm playing PS <laughs> PlayStation. Bruh. Rapping, rapping, uh, wiping your hot Cheeto fingers on my good white towels, you bitch. Sorry, that was personal. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, so, um, so we're going to move on to the next topic. And I feel like it's a really, really important one that I am really glad to spend our um, last half hour on. So gentle parenting. I feel like for whatever reason, and we can obviously thank religion um, and we can thank white supremacy for this, the amount of corporal punishment that black parents are willing to inflict upon their children is overwhelming. And it's been that way for quite some time, right? Where it was something that was needed. It was looked at if you didn't do that, then you weren't being a good parent. To be honest with you, that's the way it's still looked at if we're being honest. But I've seen this wave that I'm so glad to see so many black parents be a part of. Obviously they're only coming from my generation and down. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we gotta, we gotta, th we gotta thank you when we can thank you. And I'm noticing that this wave of gentle parenting is becoming something that people are really trying to implement. And I'm gonna let you talk about it a little bit as well. But I know my experience growing up, it was very, very abusive. Like I, I really, I look back on it now, and I'm like, damn. But I was conditioned to look at it as discipline. That's just discipline. The fact that you should only be seen and not heard, that's discipline. Mm -hmm. the, the, the fact that I can pop you for asking questions, that's just discipline. When I really feel like um, Black parents don't realize that it is a mixture of white supremacy and laziness. Mm. You don't want to have to explain things to your children. You don't want to admit that you don't have the answers. Listen, I grew up in the sense of, like I said, when I, when I was growing up, mummy was God before I knew who God was. That woman could literally tell me fucking anything. And that's just the truth. So when you grow up, and thankfully that wasn't my experience with my mother, but my experience with my father, and you grow up suffering violence of the hands of that person who you basically worship. I need people to understand how fucked up that can be um, to somebody's mindset. It is insane almost. Um, and I know you've had experiences with that kind of shit as well, because I know you didn't grow up very far from how I did. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I'm really glad that you said how I really want Black parents to understand like when we say it's this comes from white supremacy it's giving very much like slave to master complex don't ask questions just shut up and do as i say because i said so and i'm like y'all mm. really don't know where this stems from and then you be beating the hell out your kids and, and well that's just how i was raised and look at how it turned out baby you have some undealt trauma going on that you need to deal with and just because your children now today are sitting healthy boundaries for themselves it's not being rebellious 
it's just again they are setting healthy boundaries for themselves so this whole don't talk back and don't talk back to me and watch who you talking to hey all i did was ask you a question and then you want to get mad at me because you don't know the answer so you want to hit me for it bruh how many black queer adults now have no relationships with their parents or it's a very distant relationship with their parents or even better yet they're still lying to those motherfuckers because they don't feel like hearing it most black lgbt people do not have didn't say all i said most black lgbt people do not have a good relationship with their parents like i said before i was kicked out for being queer i was homeless for three months Uh, it happens so often like it's so crazy because the the religion is usually christianity that they're holding on to but it can do the cruelest shit to you in the name of god how dare you that's what he that's what he said he said i cannot have my son be in this house with this kind of spirit so he he felt like god told him that i couldn't be in this house with that and, and you know, he, I guess some he people that, that would say, oh, um, you should respect that. You have to respect where your father is. You can't force that on him. And I guess he thought that me being out the house was going to like change it because, again, he, he thought it was a phase. I, I, I just want to let straight people know, if you have a problem with gay people, trans people, people who are just not like you, I need you to not have fucking children. I need you to go get fucking sterilized. If you don't like gay people... You're not ready to have kids. I don't care how much you think it's not going to happen to you. My parents were the same exact way. Very religious. Very much like, and then my dad was like military. Like he, he, they didn't think it was going to happen. And now look where they're at now. They have someone queer and atheist and all these things, the exact opposite of what they raised me to be. Bruh. And I also just want to put out there that like the, the fact that we would actually use somebody's sexual orientation to be able to judge whether you can love them or not. And they came out of your body. I need you to know that you're in a cult. If that is some shit that you feel like you just have to believe, that you literally have to cut out family members, not for being toxic, not for being fucked up, but for living their lives, I need you to know that's one of the first signs you know that you're in a cult. Just want to put that out there. Fletch to death. Thank you for bringing up this topic because I was on a panel several. Well, excuse, uh... Yeah, no, a lot of people are talking about gentle parenting right now. A lot of people are really um, embracing it. And I think it is so beautiful. But you know what I feel like is so much worse? The fact that there are a lot of people who are super toxic still left within the community who will be like, that's white parenting. And I'm like, (laughs) thank you so much. Let's take a listen. I want to address some comments that I've been receiving from my last video where I was counting down for my son. Comments like this. He's saying you need to stop acting like a white stay-at-home mama. Why? 
why am I receiving comments like that? Or the cops won't count down to 10 or, oh, this is what we're calling discipline now. Let me make something very clear to everyone that is judging gentle parenting or conscious parenting. I'm raising my child in a world in a space where he realizes what restorative justice looks like what it looks like to be treated like a human and what I will not do is prepare him for a world that treats him like an animal or less than because he's a black man. No, no, no. That's not the way I have chosen to do it. That if that's your thing, that's your world. But this is what I've learned that if you want to learn what a counterfeit is, you teach them, you learn what a real dollar looks like. That's how they do dollars. Okay. So if I want my child to know what restorative justice looks like, what it looks like to be treated like a human, then I'm going to train him in that. So when anyone treats him like he's less than, he is very clear and very aware that there is an issue and that he is competent and competent enough to stand up and express himself because he wasn't beaten or smacked or yelled at every time he did it in his own home. So y'all can miss me with that. I'm not raising my child like a stay-at-home white mom, whatever that means. I am choosing not to raise him like a white slave master. That's my choice. And I'm choosing to be the new black mama. God bless you and your parenting choices. Bloop. Again. This again, slave to master complex. Do as Mm. I say, and if you dare question it, you're gonna get beat. And that's to me, that's like the ultimate form of oppression. And again, religion as well. Don't ask questions, just do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Don't don't be doubting Thomas now. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't doubt me and then burn in hell for all eternity. You have to take whatever I say out of my mouth for uh face value and don't investigate. Don't you dare do that. Don't do be doing then, research. And then y'all be shook when your kids, once they finally reach that adult age and can be financially independent, you wonder why they ain't coming to see y'all no more to visit and shit. Y'all don't come visit me and y'all don't want to take care of me when I get old. You wonder why. Mm. Mm. I'm just being honest. Like, think about it. Like, it's so crazy because I will see parents go on to a Yanla and be like, I'm crying. I don't have a relationship with my daughter or my son. And then they just talk about the way they basically dog them out during their whole entire fucking childhood for being queer. And then you expect me to listen. Once my father start walking funny, I'm gonna donate that nigga to science. Do not test me. I need you to understand that these that these people that you are having are really people. They're little adults. They hear and feel everything. So they hear all of the stupid homophobic jokes. They hear the transphobic shit. They hear all of it. And the thing about it is, beating on your kid is supposed to do what? In the Bible, it says, are you really supposed to fear God? Why do, why do I want my kids to fear me? That's problematic. Like, why is that a part of your parenting style? Uh, Fletch to death. Oh, it messed up. What I was trying to say is the panel was talking about a parent um, disciplining her child and... Uh, a lot of it was a back and forth because some folks thought that she should have embarrassed her. Some folks thought that it was okay for her to, to do that. And I had to ask and had to send up a little bubble saying, hey, if we're talking about generational curses and eliminate them, I would think that that would include slavery tactics and how we rear our children. You know, the shame, the embarrassment, the physical challenges besides the literal whooping and beating. It's like, hey, we've got to stop that because if we want to move forward and if we can remember being children, we can remember that beating didn't work. Conversations worked. Communication worked. 
I was lucky to have a mom who was definitely on the gentle parenting. So, you know, seeing that the opposite of that was just like, isn't this, didn't, isn't this some, some roots shit? What are we doing? I, you know, I, I, I understand children are hard, but come on, there's got to be another way. And I'm about to, um, I'm about to say, <clears throat> I'm about to say something that's about to piss some folks off. Um, mm-hmm. black people, the same, well, I guess older black folks, the same older black folks who were saying, uh, Will Smithson has slapped him in front of all the white people and that's making us look bad. Be the same older black folks who will beat the, or smack the son in aisle seven of Walmart in front of white folks because the son was talking back. Mm. Oh, shit. Well, there that go. Um, uh, to be honest with you, uh, you're not wrong because uh, the people who are steeped the most in those type of respectability politics have no problem. So you're only so you're okay with violence behind closed doors, is what you're saying. Mm. What state? What happens in this house stays in this house. Oh my god, girl! I just got flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be telling them people nothing. You want to play any of these? <laughs> it's a mess. Uh, it's, 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 it's a mess in that comment section right now. Setting. Uh, like, they were like, and then you have, like, I would hear like black folks saying, yeah, man, remember the time when, I remember the time my dad beat the fuck out of me with a skillet upside the head. Man, and, they, and they'd be laughing at it. Like, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> I'm like, Y'all need therapy. Y'all, like, why are we making it? That's problematic. And then this generation is like, no, that's not going to happen at all. I'm going to set healthy boundaries for myself. And now they're going to say, oh, these children, they're just being rebellious. No, they're taking care of their mental health and they're not going to take your shit. Bro, I, I, it, is, it is so crazy. And, and the one thing that I love about gentle parenting um, is the fact that people assume, oh, there's no discipline. Of course there's discipline. I just don't put my hands on them. It's unnecessary. I'm just saying. Uh, natural mu- mystic. Hello. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Sid. Oh, thank you so much for holding this room, holding this space. Um, I personally am not a biological parent, so my approach to discipline is more from an auntie standpoint. And yes, I wouldn't hit my nieces and nephews. Um, I have got much better results from having a conversation about behavior, um, boundaries, and um, I ask them about their perception of what it is that they've done before I judge them. So I need to get their inner standing or understanding first, and then I can, you know, appropriate my language and appropriate perhaps the consequence um, and speak about choices and consequences um, rather than lashing out. Um, uh, I'll contribute more. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, welcome to the listeners as well. Hello, everybody. Oh, thank Period. you so much. Because um, like, um, I want people to understand, like, beating your child, all that's going to do is just, you because you didn't explain what happened, uh, you just beat them. So all that's going to do is just have the child find other ways of not getting caught. Seriously. Like, don't you want to make an open space for your child where they're actually not going to have to lie to you? So the next time you say, you um, lie because you're afraid. So the next time you say, well, because I said so and just beat them. Okay, well, you didn't, they don't know what's going, they're just going to find other ways of not getting caught in the future. And that's not going to go anywhere. 
For real. They just get better at doing what they're trying to do. That's what we know. You're not stopping nothing. Like, truly. Um, I also I want people to realize, especially in reference to gentle parenting, how I feel like how amazing it's going to be to shape those Black men. Not shaping them with the same misogyny and bullshit and yes, your sister washes dishes and you take out the garbage. Like you're actually looking at gentle parenting. And this is the thing. Gentle parenting is literally giving the child perspective. It's talking to them. It's giving them space. It's not seeing them go ahead and wild out and throw a tantrum and just start beating them. It's asking why. Like it's not that like this is it is not supposed to be crazy. Naturalistic. Example of how children find ways of doing things without getting caught. Um, in my household, it was don't bring no baby home. Not gonna bring no belly home. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I just went and put myself on the pill so I couldn't get pregnant. Didn't mean I stopped having sex, though, did it, mom and dad? <laughs> Ain't that the fucking truth? Yo, she just gave me flashbacks. Don't bring a baby home. Yo, bruh. Oh my God. Yo, this, this, this shit goes so deep, bro. Um, but this is the thing. And to actually being able to create a space with your child to be able to talk to them. Because people will tell me all the time, well, you don't have kids, so you don't know what it's like. Yeah, but I, I was one. <laughs> <laughs> I went through that shit. I was the kid who got their ass beat. For asking a question, Bro. why do I need to subscribe to this religion? Why do I need to like subscribe to this religion that was passed, that was taught? Because it wasn't just something I came out the womb knowing. And if I dare ask that question, I'll get my ass beat. And asking questions about the Bible, asking questions about God, like that would be shit that would also end up having me get my ass beat. How dare you question him? How dare you question his word? If you, it's okay to say you, you don't know. <laughs> if you don't know, just say you don't know. No one has the mental capacity to be able to understand what God is. So this whole, well, you don't know, just say you just don't know. We see all it's the stuff listening. that's, um, we say all the stuff, see all the stuff that's bad, and we say it's the devil, and if it's good, we say it's God. Why not just take accountability of, accountability of your own actions sometimes? <laughs> Listen, the only time any violence should be enacted is in protection of your family. Not on your family. Like, come on, man. Like, I grew up just in fear of my father. Yo, when I say when that man used to cross that doorstep, it was a whole different world. That is still traumatizing to me to this day. It's why... I can't be in relationship with people who will even raise their voice. Girl, like I said, I, 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 I told this to my own mama because she like she knows I'm queer and like all that, but she, she's just still like a little shook that I'm an atheist. And I, I had to tell her, I said, look, I'm no longer interested in subscribing to any religion that is not dedicated to ending white supremacy. And I just left it at that. And I know she ain't had shit to say. Girl, she was, it was crickets. I, oh. <laughs> Natural <laughs> mystic.
See, the other side of it for me is that um, I knew when my mum was at her wits end. I knew when I'd pushed her to the limits when she was beyond talking. And a lot of that time was when she was stressed out with my dad, with her husband. So I found Ooh. that she would take some of the frustration out on me and my younger brother. Um, she actually Ooh. laid hands on me while I was at school in front of my friends. Um, I understood what she was doing now that I'm older. But what that did, it gave my friends license to abuse me because they Ooh. saw me being abused yeah. and not fight back. Very difficult situation that she put me in. Um, yeah, I was kind of made a joke of, there was a mockery, but um, it's really weird because then my friends were actually more scared of my parents than I was. I was just embarrassed and disappointed um, mm. that I'd let it get to that stage. But I did change my behaviour thereafter and my friends. <laughs> mm. And, oh, that's a, that, I didn't even think of that, that aspect of when they decide to humiliate you in public and then the people who are your peers, all of a sudden that gives them license to also abuse you. I, I never even thought of it like that. Natural mystic. And what's really strange after this, oh, don't bring a belly home, don't bring no baby home. I didn't and I'm now in my forties. And now the same woman who was looking at me telling me not to bring a baby home, spent a mm. portion of her life begging me to go and get pregnant so she could have a grandchild. Um, but yeah, the, the, you know, God had already made his decision and I weren't going to bring forth no life. So now my mum, unfortunately, is living with a little bit of guilt about telling me about don't bring no baby home because I will never be bringing a baby home. Listen, let's, let's talk about it because a lot of us had way more responsibilities that we were supposed to as children because i know for a fact that especially if you came from a caribbean household you're, you're taking care of your siblings so i basically had to end up being a second mother and now here i am at 35 and my mother is just hoping i'll go outside and slip on a dick and make a mistake not slip on a dick <laughs> she really hopes every night i honestly she's like, and you know and she'll be doing the the backhanded shit like Oh, you know, I've just made my peace with not having grandchildren. You know, it's a, it's all right. You know, it's, it's fine. And I'm just like, eh. okay, all right. I think you've been heard, Mom. You still have grandcats, Milo, Felix. Have you met them? Mm. <laughs> That's all I've got. <laughs> That's literally all I've got for you. Um, but it's it's crazy how things turn as we get older, and I feel like. I feel like older parents, at least the older generation, are really seeing the fruits of their fucked up parenting. And they and they are literally looking around like, how did this happen? Bruh, you never gave that Stop child a safe space to do. Bro, battered wife syndrome. Like, like you you made it so that there was never a safe space where you are. You made it so that I could never talk about who I am. So when you find out I'm doing crazy shit, then you're shocked. Hmm. I, I wouldn't ask myself why I would ask myself why not did you make a safe space for that child were they ever able to speak to you about anything without thinking they were going to get beat especially mm -hmm. if they said something out of turn and you just popped them in the car while you driving girl I ain't raised you like that girl but <laughs> they love saying that <laughs> I girl, ain't raised you like that I'm like <laughs> oh, oh, girl what are you God. trying to raise <laughs> Listen, I also want to say, straight people, you're the reason there's so many of us here. 
How many of us queer people have straight parents? You're the reason. Just keep pushing them out. Just keep pushing them out. And then get upset with us. The fuck? It's it's insane. Don't think it can't happen to you because it can. Bruh. They 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 think that they can just go ahead and beat the straight into their kids and think that that's any different from conversion therapy. Well, that's a white thing. What you think you're doing at home, nigga? You're literally doing what white slave masters are doing. (laughs) (sighs) Yo, if there was a, like, if we, you'd gone back in time, somebody would be like, that looks familiar. Just, just saying. Child. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody so much for all of your engagement. I love doing this show with Aaron. This is the Earth is Ghetto podcast. It's a queer, a black and queer podcast where we are black and queer at the same motherfucking time. The same fucking time, period. (laughs) Okay. And I just want to let y'all know that it's such an amazing thing that we have been able to create here. We are now on Amazon. We are now on Audible. We are on Spotify. I'm working on Apple. Don't worry, I'm coming for you too. Bitch. I don't even have <laughs> yeah, an Apple, and I'm trying to figure do, it out. We got to do. We got to. We we'll get our coins together, girl. But we get. Yeah. We're gonna be on all platforms pretty soon. Absolutely, and I want everybody to um, realize that being queer is African. Don't ever let anybody take that from you. And I want to let you know that this is your safe space. This will always be your safe space. Your, the audience, without the people who listen to us, we would be absolutely nothing. And I'm just so glad that we are here to fill the void and let the manosphere, let the, and let them know they can suck my dick from the back. <laughs> Not from the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I want it. Uh, no, we said yes, that. Um, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it's your girl. It's your boy. It's your neither. Aaron, your favorite bush queen, giving you all the tea and all the shade. We do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can follow us on Instagram, which is in our bio, and you can follow our Earth is Ghetto podcast Instagram page, Earth underscore is underscore ghetto underscore. Same for the TikTok as well. And like she said, we are on Spotify, Amazon, and Audible. And yeah. And also, we have a, I almost forgot, we have a pop up show tonight. We're going to talk about Pose and just um black trans black queer that's just some black queer shit as we usually do listen listen we just gonna have a conversation about one of our favorite shows child okay we're gonna go over our favorite characters our favorite clips some of our best episodes talk about the differences between the first and the second season we're just gonna get into it and i'm so happy tonight's gonna be so much fucking fun and um thank you to all the new listeners that come in uh i see you miss uh 23 um, I and even for um, the the hating ass men who come in here just to talk shit. Thank you too. I appreciate your listen. Go on Spotify and do it again. <laughs> love y'all. We look. We love the hotels that come in, <laughs> that come and listen. <laughs> but yes, um, we will see you hoes. Girl, what day is it? It's Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Tonight. We will see you hoes <laughs> Friday. Oh yeah, we'll see you hoes tonight. I already created the schedule. It's on my it's on our page. Um it's upcoming at ten thirty central. It's on my page if you wanna come to the pop up show tonight. But yeah, we will see you hoes either tonight or Friday morning. Bye. Bye, bays and days. See ya.